0: Hey, everybody. It is No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with K Fabulous. Hey. And this is your AEW Dynamite Wrap-Up. It was April 5th, and they were live in Long Island, New York. Or should I say on Long Island, New York. On? Uh,
1: Man, you're in a city. You're not on a city.
0: But you're on the island.
1: In the city on the
0: island. On Long Island. Show is going to open up with Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. And (laughs) down comes Switchblade Jay White for his debut. He runs in, starts beating the heck out of Ricky Starks. Uh... That's Juice Robinson's Bullet Club running mate in New Japan Wrestling. And Jay White and Juice Robinson both beat up Ricky Starks. White hits his finisher called the Blade Runner. And then they give each other the Bullet Club hand signal. And their superpowers activate. And they beat up Ricky, uh, Ricky Starks some more. And then they leave. And that's Jay White's big debut. Um, he looked good. Uh, interested to see where this goes. I mm-hmm. uh, I don't know a lot about New Japan. I focus mainly on U.S. wrestling, not no other reason than just time. I you know I I work. I don't have I don't have time for this that the other. So I focus mainly on just United States wrestling. So uh, I'm interested to see if they're going to form the Bullet Club over here and mm-hmm. who's going to be in it and what the deal is with it. I'm going to yeah. go and research it some online, see who's in it, what they do, what what the deal is with the Bullet Club, because I don't know. I mean, are they going to like shoot people in the, in the wrestling matches? I don't think that's going to
1: happen. Finn Balor used to be in the Bullet Club, didn't
0: he? I think he did, I yeah, because he like... does the hand signal, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and and we will get to see a lot more of Jay White because he is officially all elite. That is correct. Right, uh, yeah. Tony Khan made the post shortly after his run in. Uh, but this was not night. his big announcement. This was not his big announcement, which is funny because most people guessed that this was going to be what the big announcement was.
0: Not I, and I I guessed the big announcement right. You did. Yes. You did. I did not. Uh, we'll get to that later. So. The the match is called a no contest. We don't get the Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson as announced match. Up next, Tony Schiavone is with Chris Jericho. And Jericho says uh, that he came down to the ring at the, the ending of the show last week. Adam Cole defeated Daniel Garcia. And then a ridiculous amount of streamers were shot off. Daniel Garcia almost drowned in a sea of streamers. Chris Jericho had to come and rescue him, so he didn't drown in the sea of streamers. Lead him to the back. And Chris Jericho says that he came down to the ring because last week Cole punked out Garcia by having him lying in the ring while all the streamers shot out. And also, uh, Cole got the win, and he got the girl... He's referring to doctor Britt Baker, DMD, coming down to the ring. Uh Jericho says it was disrespectful everything that went down following Adam Cole's win and the celebration having to do with his, his return. And Keith Lee apparently was eavesdropping, which is disrespectful in its own right. But that's a different conversation. And he says, Did I hear disrespectful? And then he's you know, he says you know, Chris Jericho, you're the poster child for disrespect. Uh, And he says, next week in Milwaukee, I'm going to teach you a thing or two about respect. And the whole time he's kind of leaning into Jericho and Jericho's cowering down and and away from Keith Lee. That was pretty funny. Pretty good uh, physical comedy on Jericho's part. So it looks like next week in Milwaukee, I believe, Keith Lee versus Chris Jericho, and I'm not sure if we've ever seen that before. I don't,
1: I, I don't think I have. I'm excited. I think that'll be a fun match.
0: Should be interesting. Should be interesting. Up next, we have the AEW World Trios Championship match. We have the champions, the House of Black, that's Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews, to put their belts on the line against the best friends, and that's Trent, Chuck Taylor, and international champion Orange Cassidy. So one of the
1: most important things before you get started mm-hmm. is that Orange Cassidy, Beretta, and Chuck Taylor arrive oh, right. via the world's greatest chauffeur, Sue, Trent's mom. So we get to see Sue back, which is so exciting. Still driving the white minivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a little bit of trouble with the sliding door uh, to let Chuck and uh, Trent out. But Might that's have had a okay. child lock on. Yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> that was better than some of the WrestleMania entrances, that, wasn't it? That
1: was absolutely true. I definitely definitely got a pop from me and from the crowd. That crowd got so loud when they saw Sue's car.
0: Yeah, people love it. Yeah. People love it. It's that, funny. Including it's me. Funny. I love it. It's great uh so it seemed uh it seemed as though the the champions made it a point to work on their tags this week, didn't it?
1: yeah, no I have that same note um, Se- it
0: seemed as though the champions made a point to work on their on their tags and their teamwork uh, as they should but They haven't been together that long as a team, really um
1: the House of Black:
0: Yeah, when you think about it, they haven't been together that long as a team.
1: Not at the same time, but they've tagged together in in mixed pairings right often, right. and yeah. so I feel like they just needed to I don't think they needed as much time to gel as most other trios groups. Yeah, because they've inter interacted with each other as tag partners so often.
0: Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, as yeah. A, as a trio's team.
1: Yeah, but I think yeah I have more more cohesive tag work by House of Black, than Cassidy and the Best Friends for sure, uh, and definitely more than we've seen from House of Black, previously.
0: So I go about midway into the match, uh, there's a spot Brody King got tagged into the match. Comes in, hits a double clothesline. Orange Cassidy comes in. Hits a head scissors. Brody King comes running. Orange Cassidy pulls down the ropes. Brody King falls out of the ring, back in the ring. Uh, Brody King comes back in. He tags in Malachi Black. Orange Cassidy hits the stun dog millionaire. Uh, Trent Beretta gets tagged in. Malachi hits a knee strike on him. And then hits a uh, another knee strike on Beretta. Beretta uh, faces Brody King again as he gets tagged back in. And he's able to hit a big pile driver on Brody King. That was probably the move of the match.
1: That was shocking.
0: Uh, yeah, the, the best friend got some momentum going here. Um, but we saw a, a pump handle... By Matthews, Uh, Taylor countered it, but then Buddy Matthews stomps Chuck Taylor's face into the mat, gets the pin, and the win for the successful title defense. Best Friends came very close to winning the Trios Championship here. A very well-booked match, well-fought match. Uh, Four bones out of five. Very good match. Kay, what do you have to say about this one?
1: Um, well, First of all, Rick Knox was the ref, which mm-hmm. I feel like is worth noting. Because when you see Rick Knox, I don't know if our listeners have picked up on this, but when you see him as the ref, it is guaranteed that shenanigans are going to ensue. Um, and this was no exception to that rule. Because um, at one point we had some chaos in the ring with all six men in there fighting at one time. Um the other thing I felt like is worth noting is that at one point they showed Realistico, Roosh and Preston Vance watching uh oh, from the that. from the audience. Yeah. Oh okay. And and Realistico was kind of talking to Preston Vance and Roosh and like pointing at the match that was happening. And then he did the whole like belt hand motion. So I think we're gonna see
0: uh And they said I I can't hear you, take off that mask. <laughs> um,
1: and so I think we're going to see that. What's their, what's their stable name? Gor- uh, Gorban?
0: Faction fex, uh, Ingobernable.
1: Yes, yeah. So I think we're going to see them uh, try for the trio spell here soon. So I think that will be a really fun match, them versus the House of Black. Look forward to that. The only other thing that I really need to point out is there was a stupid-ass move by Trent Beretta in this. What was that? Um, he did a double drop kick from the top rope. With one leg on Malachi and one leg on Buddy. And he like barely touched either of them and they both fell over. And it was just a poor concept and a poor execution. Uh, it was the only mo- moment of the match where I was like, what are they doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's worth going back and watching this match just to see that uh pile driver by Trent on Brody King though. That was awesome. And yeah. overall it was it was a great match. I really enjoyed this.
0: Yeah, very good match.
1: And they gave it some like really solid time, which I always appreciate.
0: Very well paced.
1: Mhm. So, up next we see Christian uh and he kind of is looking back at the camera in a weird like red lit cubicle almost uh and he's looking at the camera sort of ominously and then we see someone approach out of the red light is so do you want to tell us about who that was it's luchasaurus it's luchasaurus and he looks
0: like super shredder from teenage mutant ninja turtles oh my 2. god yes he does secret of the ooze <laughs> i
1: couldn't figure out what he looked like but that's totally it he
0: looks like super shredder
1: yeah, he's got like one shoulder of spikes uh, and it just looks badass. I'm excited about that addition to his his mask. Because of the red light, we couldn't see the coloring on anything because I'm very curious if they've kept him as now like having a black mask instead of a green mask because mm-hmm. I was definitely more of a fan of the green mask. Um, so we'll have to wait to see what, what color mask he's wearing now because um, the red light definitely skewed things but I love, I love the spiked shoulder, and I'm really glad he's back.
0: You love him being a heel still?
1: I love him being a heel still. I didn't like him being a heel only because of the black mask versus the green mask, but, and I'm surprised Christian's back. I kind of thought he was going to maybe show up on Ring of Honor, but apparently he's going to stay on AEW, which is fine. Um, but we'll have to see where they go with this. Like, are they going to go back after Jungle Boy? Or are they done with no, him now? No, no. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. No. I agree. I think no, also. No. But uh, what do you think is going to be his next target?
0: I don't know. Not Jungle Boy.
1: Yeah. I'd like to see a Matt Hardy-Luchasaurus feud. I think that would be fun. Hmm. I just want to see more Matt Hardy, though, so I might be kind of biased.
0: Oh, okay, I can't say who, just not not Jungle Boy Jack yeah. Perry and yeah, Christian. that's on. stuff, move on, yeah. move on. I don't know, but yeah, I'm glad to see that uh, Luchasaurus will be his, you know, henchman, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they made a good team when they were together, and yeah, uh, I look sure. forward to more of it. I think that yeah, they're a good pairing, Christian with his his big mouth and his turtlenecks and. <laughs> luchasaurus as the as the heavy you know it's a good combo mm-hmm. definitely definitely yeah uh, up next we had an aew women's world championship match we have the champion jamie hater defending her belt against riho uh, this one riho came out of the gates firing she had two Hurricane hurricanranas on hater got a two count this was a back and forth the ladies went back and forth with their moves, literally. Um Hayter hit four sho- shoulder tackles on Riho. Rio then hit a splash on uh, to the outside on Hater. And they went back inside. H- Rio hit a splash on the inside on H- Hader. Uh, she was caught though, and it went into a gut buster by Hater. And hater hit a Uranagi on the apron on Riho. Looked painful. She got a two count out of that, did Jamie. hater power slammed Riho, got a two count out of that. Very nice looking power slam. hater threw Riho face first into the corner and then did the same thing into the other corner, the opposite corner. Hader landed a neckbreaker and then a lariat. Got a two-count out of that. Then a superplex. And then went for a brainbuster. That got reversed by Riho into a DDT. Very nice exchange. Punches exchanged by the two women. Riho hit a top rope hurricanrana and then a running knee attack. And then got a cover on the champion for two. As Hater got a foot on the rope, we had another series of reversals. Jamie Hater hit Raid. got a, only a two count, and she hit Raid again. This time for the three count, the pin, and the win. This match, it was okay. Um, not not great. Gave <laughs> this one. Two and a half bones out of five. Uh, Kay, what, are you, what do you have to say about the women's championship match?
1: Um, well, you actually covered most of my notes. Uh, the repeated shoulder bumps by Jamie at the beginning on Rio, just like totally floored her. I thought they looked really good and really believable and solid. Um, there was a good, that gut buster... Uh, After catching Riho, uh, jumping from the top rope by Hater, I think, too, was a really, really good move. Kind of like we talked about last week, I just feel like this match helped exemplify the need for divisions within the women's division. Um, Because Riho's really good. It's just I have a hard time, and I know you do, too, because of her size uh, with the believability factor. And it's not just because she's a woman, because it's the same thing with Darby Allen sometimes with some of his opponents. Like, sometimes it's believable, sometimes it's not. Um, and with these smaller wrestlers, more often than not, it's, it's not believable. Um, I feel like she had some solid moves during this match that made it some, some of it seem believable. But um, overall, I think you have to suspend your disbelief uh to make it through too the match. M- too too much to make it through the match. Yeah. Um but uh yeah I'd say two and a half. Um both women looked like they were killing it though. It's just the two of them together made it hard to hard to watch, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah I, th- I think it's yeah. AW needs a, a lightweight division mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, they should I mean, come up with division. they should come up with
1: a different name besides lightweight, but I think they should they should come up with something.
0: No, lightweight's fine. You're a dude. It's a fine name. That's not
1: an okay name for uh, a women's well. division. Cruiserweight, yes, I can see cruiserweight.
0: Okay, whatever you call it. Yeah. Cruiserweight, then for yeah. women and for men. Yeah. I think it's it's needed. Uh, up next, we had a promo from the Outcast. Ruby Soho says that they will dethrone Jamie Hater. Serea agrees. Tony Storm also agrees. You know what? Then they leave. Uh, Angelo Parker and Matt Menard are here next. Uh, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass come down to Max Caster's rap. And uh, Parker and Menard still trying to court. The acclaimed and daddy-ass of trying to get them into the Jericho Appreciation Society. And uh, so far, all their pursuits have been for naught. And that's still where we are. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not, not really much progress made. Not
0: much progress.
1: I think they set up some kind of match, though, didn't they? For next week.
0: Yeah. So yeah. the uh, the acclaimed and... Not for next week, but the acclaimed... And Parker and Menard are in an eight man tag on Rampage, oh, Rampage. on That's Friday. Correct. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um so for better or for for worse, they're still with Parker and Menard. I don't know.
1: I'm excited to see the match on Friday.
0: Okay.
1: You're okay. not you're not excited? I'm excited. No, I, I, I like
0: just them. I just I don't know what what happened where the acclaimed were the hottest act in the company. And they went from that to now being booked with the two least successful members of the Jericho Appreciation Society in comedy angles.
1: Well, I think that's, well, one, the acclaimed have always been involved in comedy angles. But two, I think that that's why the JAS is pursuing them so much because they're the hottest tag team around. They want a piece of that action. That, yeah. that
0: part I, I'm fine with. Yeah. That part I get.
1: What part don't you get?
0: The the part I don't like is that the Acclaimed aren't having any matches. And now when they do, it's a comedy match with mm-hmm. Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it will be interesting That's to see I'm not a fan of. What, what kind of role they play with the FTR guns business that we'll get to later, you know? Like, it'll be interesting to see how the story develops, and if the acclaimed are a part of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So up next, uh, a sentence I ne- I never thought I would write. Uh, world champion MJF sings pennies from heaven <laughs> and has the key to Oyster Bay bestowed upon him.
1: An enlarged version, because he got the actual key earlier in the
0: week. Yeah, and they yeah. decided, hey, that's that's not good enough for Long Island's favorite son. We're going to give him a larger key.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's what they do. Uh, and then MJF tells the story about how Mrs. Benedict, uh, I think an eighth grade teacher, is that what he said? Yeah. Didn't believe in him. and uh, And... You know, something about how the she said she told him the chances of him becoming a champion wrestler.
1: A professional wrestler. Uh,
0: a professional wrestler were incredibly slim. Mm-hmm. And
1: Sounds like something an eighth grade teacher would say.
0: And now, you know, he's proven her wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it looks like her math was was flawed and she was a stupid bitch. And that was pretty much the story, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And, it's a grade
1: math teacher. That's why her math was wrong. And he
0: said, "Don't be, don't be like Mrs. Benedict. Don't be a stupid bitch."
1: Yeah, that was the gist of it.
0: So, it's good are you advice? not going to talk
1: about how good "Pennies from Heaven" was and how like spot on his singing was? Because it was excellence.
0: This is not a music review show.
1: But I feel like it's worth noting because when we've heard singing and wrestling, in the past, it's not always been the best. And this was actual good singing, so I feel like it's worth noting. There was a band, a live band, the band got into it. They were, the band and the fans in the stands were singing back up together, which I thought was, was, was a nice, a nice touch. Uh, lots of doobie doobies from them. Uh, it was a fun time. I went, I wish his encore had, had been able to happen.
0: Well, yeah, so he was going to to do an encore, uh, but then a, a band member accidentally claps a cymbal and gets berated by MJF. And the band member then unmasks, and surprise, it's Jack Perry. And he jumps MJF, and they're fighting each other, and they get separated, and they're fighting each other, they get separated, they're fighting each other, and they get separated, and Sammy Guevara comes out because he actually he has a match. He's supposed to be there. He comes out. He grabs the world title uh, belt and holds it aloft, uh, much to the dismay of MJF. You can see he's seething with anger uh, at Sammy Guevara putting his hands on the world championship belt. The Triple B. Yeah, the Triple B. But so, I tell you, Sammy looks good with it. You yeah, know. He does. Sammy, are you, are you Sammy, for Sammy
1: out of the pillars? Is that who you're going to be for?
0: I think I may. That's only I'm, Sammy.
1: I'm for I'm for Sammy. If if MJF has to lose it to, to someone,
0: yeah. I would
1: want him to lose it to Sammy. Because one, I want it to stay with a heel. Sammy deserves it. But Sammy also deserves Sammy it. Sammy deserves it. I think it. he's the best in the ring, pillar-wise. Yeah. Uh, maybe tied with MJF, but...
0: Mm. He deserves it. Um... Uh, but yeah, so we don't get an encore, and that's the end of the of MJF singing,
1: and the end of MJF day,
0: and the end of MJF day. Yes, also, as it was in Oyster Bay.
1: At least the official observance of MJF Day. The sun really never sets on MJF Day. Oh
0: Lord, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love him.
0: So up next we get uh, we get Sammy Guevara versus Comandare or as they kept calling him on AEW, commander. And it was strange cuz on Ring of Honor they kept Com- calling him Commander. Commandaire, yeah. So I'm going with Commander cuz yeah. I think that's correct. Uh so this one was was pretty good. Sammy hit a springboard moonsault to the outside. Commander hit a thrust kick. Uh caught Sammy with it. Commander then walked the ropes. And then hit a shooting star press onto Sammy, got a two count. Commander ran across the ropes, jumped outside, uh, and got met with a kick by Sammy. Uh, Sammy threw Commander into the barricade, then back into the ring. And then Sammy stomped his chest and went for a, a pin. It was a two count only. Commander chopped Sammy. Sammy chomps... Chops him, excuse me. Doesn't chomp him, he chops him. Commander (laughs) is down. Sammy knee to the throat and a suplex for a two-count. Sammy slows things down a little with a sleeper hold. Uh, Commander uh, on the apron to the inside of the ring with a poison rana. Commander runs on the ropes, jumps off, and flips onto Sammy. He does another rope walk uh, and then flips. A flip misses, goes for a 619 that misses, goes for a Phoenix Splash on Sammy. That hits. Comandere does a rope walk, shooting star press. Sammy has his knees up. Sammy goes for a GTH. Commander rolls through for two. That was an exciting uh, sequence there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bandera sends Sammy to the apron and then we're shown Darby Allen is fully in sting mode he is in uh, in the rafters of the arena just watching what's going on um Sammy and Commander both run the ropes Sammy pulls Commander off and Sammy hits the gth gets a pin and a win and this was a wild match I'm going to go with four and a half bones out of five. A very good effort from both men. Uh, this was the match of the night, no doubt. Uh, Sammy gets the mic after, in a, in a good promo, and he says his pillar was built brick by brick by, you know, the crazy shit he does, uh, the matches he's won, the the times he's risked his life, put his body on the line for the fans as opposed to MJF where his pillar has been built by the people he has tricked to get to the top and the lies he's told and the promises, the false promises he's made. And Sammy said he doesn't want to go anywhere else. He doesn't want to go, you know, he's not talking about the bidding war of 2024 like MJF is because AEW has given him his dreams. He's living his dream, is what he said. He doesn't want to go elsewhere. He's won titles here. He met his wife here. He's main evented pay per views here. It's to let him live his dream life, and he wants to be the champion in AEW. And it was a it was a pretty impassioned speech, and and I I enjoyed it. It uh, it got through to me. I saw some people online didn't care for it. But uh, it it definitely uh it got through to me, so I dug it.
1: Um whether you cared for it or not, some people online were saying they thought he did a bad job and I just don't see that. Like there were there was like maybe a moment or two where he got a little shaky, I think distracted by the crowd screaming at him the whole time, which is understandable. But I felt like the promo itself, whether you like Sammy or not, that was that was a solid promo. It was good, you know. Um it was very impassioned, uh, but I guess you can't please everybody.
0: What did you think about this crazy match?
1: I loved it. Definitely match of the night. I wrote down fantastic match. Uh, I thought Sammy did a great job trying to ground Commander uh, or Commander, depending on which pronunciation you want to go with. Uh, I thought he did a great job with that. Um, the rope walk by the sh- uh, rope walk to the Shooting Star press by Commander was one of my. Favorite moments of the match. Um, Sammy started with kind of a cheap blindside, so I'm glad the whole match didn't go that way. Because uh, I was worried when that first happened that we were going to get a quick kind of like bullshit match, but we didn't, and it was awesome and delightful. I have to remind myself sometimes that I'm not watching WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love there. I love Sammy. Seeing them together was really exciting, and it's I'm glad to see that Comandera is getting some, some airtime on Dynamite and getting to wrestle like a pillar, you know, so sort of a bigger match for him.
0: So. We're we're starting a new uh, a new segment here. It's your weekly. Pillar Watch. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right, fans. It's the Pillar Watch. <laughs> we're smack dab in the middle of a four-way feud for the World Heavyweight title. So we're going to do the Pillar Watch and talk about where our four pillars are at. So MJF, world champion. Obviously, he's on top of the promotion. Uh, This week, though... Ended on kind of a down note for him as he had MJF day, had a musical number, but ended up getting drug away by security because he he wouldn't stop beating on Jack Perry. Mm -hmm. So, kind of a down note. What's your analysis of MJF's uh, MJF day?
1: I think he was on top of the world for most of it. It just ended on a down note. Uh, But for the most part, very successful MJF day.
0: Okay. And so while we're talking about the MJF day and being drug away by security here on Pillar Watch, we're going to talk about another of the Pillars.
1: Jack Perry? Jungle
0: Boy Jack Perry. So
1: I wanted him to drop the Jungle Boy. So on the podcast, if we could refer to him as Jack Perry... I would appreciate it. I feel like we can be the starting ground for the abandonment of the Jungle Boy moniker. Okay.
0: So Jack Perry. Yes. Spent uh, a large part of dynamite, uh, apparently dressed as a percussionist.
1: Yeah, his hair. With a face mask. And, and his hair was hidden under a hat. But because he had such poofy hair, the hat was just kind of like bulging. Like he had like an
0: enlarged cranium. Uh, so that was a little odd. He was, he was conspicuously dressed, yes. Yeah. But, you know, musicians are weird, you know. No,
1: absolutely, yeah. They're
0: eclectic, so I didn't really think anything of it.
1: Oh, as soon as I saw the hat, I knew that Jack Perry was under there. Really?
0: Yes. I just thought it was some weird musician.
1: No, no. As soon as I saw him in the front with the cymbals, one, that's suspicious, because cymbals are never, like, in the, like, upstage like that. Oh, and when I saw, yeah, 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 yeah. Um... And so that and then with the with the hair and the hat and the mask, I figured. So he
0: spent spent yeah. a lot of time in in disguise. Yes. So that's a plus. <laughs> is hey, that
1: a plus? That's a plus. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: In disguise is a plus. Two, his plan worked. He got to uh-huh. MJF and got to beat the shit out of him. But three, he also got led away by security, and unlike MJF, did not get to take the world title belt with him. Mm-hmm. So his MJF day was not very successful. So I think on the pillar watch, if we're gonna look at the pillar levels, his pillar was bent, <laughs> was a little lower than MJF's. I see. I see. Yeah.
1: And then where does Sammy's pillar fall in all of this? So
0: Sammy's has to be higher than either of theirs because Sammy came on, got to hold the world title belt over his head while those two were being uh held away by the security and then came on, had a four and a half bone match with Commander and uh had the match of the night. So, so Sammy he's,
1: So he's above MJF even
0: though it, even though
1: MJF is the actual title holder.
0: He didn't have a good night. Okay, yeah. so we're
1: just basing it. We're not basing it on who has the title, right? Just on the amount of time you get to hold the title, or the manner in which you get to
0: hold it. We're we're just basing on who had the best week. The best
1: week, okay, okay, And
0: MJF did not. Yeah. Because he got drugged away by security, and his celebration of himself ended tragically.
1: Mm-hmm. He did get a key to the city, though. Yeah. All right, and so our last pillar. Darby Allen In the crow's nest.
0: Spent the night. Lurking. Lurking in the rafters of the building. <laughs> in the dark. So his is kind of a push. He comes in second place because he didn't do anything, but he also didn't get drug away by security. So he comes in second place to Sammy Guevara because it wasn't negative or positive. He just did what he wanted. It
1: would be negative if you were scared of heights.
0: Yeah, but he's not.
1: Yeah. So, that you know of.
0: So second place Darby yeah. Allen, second place and Pillar Watch.
1: I would put MJF above Darby Allen and Pillar Watch, but if you're basing it off of who got drug away by security, I suppose you could. Basing
0: it on who had the most successful week.
1: Well, this week MJF got two keys to Oyster Bay yeah. because he had an actual ceremony where he got a certificate and a plaque and a little key. And then in this ceremony, he got a speech by the by the governor, not the governor, who was it, the mayor. And he got a giant key. And he had balloons. Did Darby Allen have balloons? No, he did not. Did Darby Allen have a snazzy song and a live band to accompany him? No, he did not. I think MJF should be in place number two. They can't see the death look that you're giving me, so uh, I guess I'll narrate that. Asa stares at Robin with daggers in his eyes.
0: I think Darby Allen should be in spot number two, but we can...
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: We can just disagree. Yeah. Okay, and that was your weekly A <laughs> W Pillar Watch as we... As we watch this four way feud for the World Heavyweight title intensify.
1: Can I add that the fifth pillar in all of our hearts, Kip Sabian, was not on the show? Yes, you may. So he is the bottom of the five pillars.
0: And Kip to to make a note, Kip Sabian was in AEW News this week as he and his wife Penelope Ford announced that they had a miscarriage this year. And that's part of why Penelope wasn't on TV for quite a while as she was you know, it was uh mentally difficult for her after after that. And so, you know, you're good good on them for speaking up about it and being able to I'm sure that kind of thing isn't easy. And they said they didn't speak up to them because they weren't sure what uh Tony Collins' reaction to it would be and like Johnny Khan seems like a nice guy that's surprising to me what like what would his negative reaction possibly be to it you know
1: well I think just to be not understanding of the situation because I mean you never know how especially for men you don't know how they're going to react to the idea of like a lost pregnancy or any kind of pregnancy issues because it's not necessarily something that they have had to deal with Personally. Yeah,
0: I guess. But yeah, good good for them for being able to speak up about that. And yeah, Kip Sabian is the lost fifth pillar. Mm-hmm.
1: The but pillar, the pillar. No, nowhere, of our nowhere
0: to be seen. Yeah, nowhere to be seen. So that's Pillar Watch, and if you're out there, we are looking for a sponsor for Pillar Watch. Pillar Watch. Anyway. Up next, the <laughs> FTW Championship match. Uh, we had the champion Hook putting it on the line against Ethan Page. This one was short and sweet. Hook hit some suplexes. Uh, then Matt Hardy, quote, accidentally hit Page with the FTW title belt. And then Hook put Wait, Page.
1: What? There's no accident about that.
0: He quote, quote he wanted, or
1: unquote he was intentionally hitting him
0: he wanted ethan page to believe he accidentally hit him with it
1: but then he leaves with hook i don't think he accident i don't think he cared if he thought it was an accident or not because he and isaiah cassidy leave with hook at the end and leave abandon ethan page in the ring did they yeah
0: oh i must have missed that
1: yeah they walk up the ramp with hook like laughing
0: oh that's okay well,
1: really? anyway,
0: tell us about the end of the match before we get to that. Yes, really. Oh, I missed that. Um, well, that was it. Uh, well, Hook put Page in the Red Room, and they, they called it Hook. Hook got the win, and is still undefeated in AEW.
1: One thing to note about the match: Ethan Page tried to set up Hook for the twist of Squirrel Fate, and was unsuccessful. And then Hook did the twist of Squirrel Fate on him. Nailed it. Yeah. I, I liked this match, even though it was short. It had some fun twists. Plus, I love Matt Hardy. I want to see more Matt Hardy.
0: So I was not aware that they went with... Uh, mm-hmm. I was taking notes, I guess, writing stuff yeah. down.
1: Yeah, Ethan, Ethan... Not Ethan Page. Uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Matt Hardy both left up the ramp with with Hook. Huh. Laughing and... I think Isaiah, <laughs> Isaiah Cassidy might have even been pointing and laughing, perhaps. Uh, but on the way, on the way up.
0: Jeez. Okay. Uh, Up next was Tony Collins' big announcement. Big, important announcement. And he announced that he is uh, holding another all-in event. And that was, of course, how AEW began, was with an all-in event. And not only that... But it is going to be in Wembley Stadium in London, England, which is a big fucking deal. Because Wembley, d- dependent upon how they uh, organize it, can hold something like seventy, eighty thousand 80,000 seats. I've heard some people say 90,000. They said
1: 90,000 last night.
0: Yeah, I've heard some people say ninety thousand. So it it depends how you organize it. Um,
1: I think they can do it. I think that going to a country for the first time, going across the Atlantic Ocean for the first time, knowing how diehard AEW fans can be, I can see if you live anywhere in that country, like it's I mean, think about how small England is compared to like the United States. So like people flying to WrestleMania. I know this isn't WrestleMania, but because it's the first AEW event and it's going to be a huge pay-per-view and I feel like they're going to pull out all the stops because it's at Wembley, I kind of feel like it is going to be a WrestleMania. And so I think, I think they're going to be able to pack the house. Plus, it's so easy to travel from country to country. I bet people are going to come from other countries to see it. I hope so anyway. I really hope this is like a big win for them.
0: I expect it will be. Yeah, I expect, I it, expect will it will be, too. I've heard, I haven't done my own research, uh, I, I'm going to, but I've heard AEW is more popular than WWE in in England right now. Hmm. That's what I hear.
1: I'm hoping that pack will show back up, hopefully before then, because this isn't until August. But if he is not back, hopefully he'll show up at All In, if not because I feel like Death Triangle misses him. Well he's Although, on
0: the he's on the poster, so Yeah. I bet he'll be there.
1: Oh okay. I have a I saw the poster, I just didn't really pay attention to who was on it, I guess. He's on
0: it. Um So yeah, very big news. Very big news. That'll be AEW's biggest show they've ever had. Um I don't think there, there's there been anything announced regarding a pay-per-view aspect to it. So, it may be something we get on, it may end up being a pay-per-view here. It may be just something we end up getting on TNT or TBS. So, cross your fingers for that.
1: I uh, expect it to be a pay-per-view.
0: We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but yeah, big, big fucking deal. Big deal. I saw some guy, some idiot on Twitter who who actually has a wrestling site. I mean, any fucking idiot can have a wrestling site, you know, as is evidenced by us. <laughs> uh, well, we don't have a site. We just have a Twitter handle. But, uh, any idiot can have one, obviously. But this guy said, I live in America... And this and that, so, this doesn't affect me, so I don't see what the big deal is.
1: I saw the same tweet.
0: Yeah, it's like, dude, what the fuck? What? Who are these people who just can't, can't see the, can't see the forest for the trees, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I I don't get people like that, who who just can't see what a big deal this, this, this is, you know? one of the two biggest companies in the country is going to hold an event with eighty to 90,000 people for the first time, that's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big-time deal.
1: Plus, like, I don't know, sometimes it's nice to care about fans other than yourself. Yeah. So, like, the fact that all of these people who have never gotten to see an AEW show in person...
0: Now we're going to have the opportunity. That's pretty cool. Mm. All right. After, so after the big announcement, we had a, a jobber match. We had the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Utah. And they beat three losers. They they didn't get introductions. They didn't put their names on the screen.
1: They didn't even say their names I when they were calling think,
0: the match. Yeah, I don't even think they said them when they were calling the match. We were talking to each other, so they might have said them. I don't care. They didn't put them on the screen, so I, whatever. I don't care. Um, they lost very quickly by submission. Did the did the nameless men, and then Brian Danielson. Gets on the mic and starts talking about amateurs. And he says, Amateurs, you know, these amateurs. And he's talking shit about how bad the BCC are and how they're going to, you know, run roughshod over the AEW roster and how, uh, as far as he's seen, they're the only professional wrestlers in America. And then Hangman Adam Page comes out. By himself. Foolishly. Foolishly by himself. But just like a cowboy, you know, he knows he has to do the right thing and stand Mm -hmm. up to these guys.
1: Plus, he might have thought he had friends, uh, but apparently he doesn't.
0: Yeah. And the Blackpool Combat Club beat him up, and they used a screwdriver on him, and it was unclear what they did with the screwdriver.
1: Danielson used the screwdriver on him, so they really are pushing him as a heel hard you know this is only i think the second time we've seen him out with them as a heel group is that right second or third time and so yeah i think they're really trying to hammer home to us like he is not a good guy he is with these bad guys so he is also bad
0: and that's the the question is where is the dark order
1: where the fuck is the dark order they're
0: supposed to like practically worship the hangman and where like, the fuck were they? Yeah,
1: this is their moment. This yeah. is their moment to come and save the day. Right. Or the elite. I mean, the elite have been like... Yeah. There was that thing where they were like standing behind him, like looking all tough, like don't fuck with Adam Page because we'll, we'll get you. And then just, no, no one, no one comes out. Jungle Boy doesn't come out. No one comes out. No one helps him. It is upsetting to me. Where is my Dark Order? I am such a fighter for the validity of the dark order and then they let me down i mean maybe they weren't there that well, night Well, there's no
0: elite but maybe the elite weren't there that night because the 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 young bucks supposedly are hurt I kenny know. omega didn't didn't seem to be here but, but, it, the se- dark but order it seems wasn't like there. the dark order are always there whether you want them there or not <laughs> it seems like they're always there
1: but none of them were on the show
0: they always seem to be in the back. Yeah,
1: that's true. Yeah. If you
0: watch the show, they always seem to be in the back.
1: Yeah. Well, they let they let me down. They let Adam Page down. They let Adam Page's poor face down, which took a screwdriver. Mm-hmm. So.
0: So yeah, that's the question. Or or any face? Where was yeah. any face? Where was fucking Adam Cole? Hook. Baby.
1: Hook is a face. Or he, Hook. he, he Yeah. Beats, he beats up bullies. Yeah or the uh keith not keith keith lee keith, keith lee. lee yeah was
0: he i don't know threatening yeah.
1: poor jericho but not coming to save adam page
0: yeah i i didn't i didn't care for this i didn't i didn't like i didn't like this segment where they they beat up hangman adam page for five minutes and with a screwdriver no less and no yeah. one comes out to help him
1: or FTR, we know they're there. We know they're wearing their ring gear already. They're yeah. ready for a match. They could come out and help before their match. Yeah, I didn't
0: care for that at, at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, uh, Up next, we have our main event. Our main event tonight has the AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Guns. Putting their belts on the line against the AEW careers of FTR. If FTR lose, they must leave AEW.
1: Forever.
0: So, uh, let's see, this starts. uh, Dax elbow drops Colton's head. Uh, Cash throws Colton back in the ring. Austin holds Cash's boot on the apron while Colton drop kicks him. Colton splashes Cash in the corner. And then he goes for a two-count. Uh, rapid tags by the guns, dispensing damage on Cash Wheeler until Cash hits an enziguri to stop the damage. He tags in Dax. Dax Harwood takes it to both guns. Uh, Austin... Nails the 10 punches in the corner. Dax ends up penning Austin for a two count. FTR hit the shatter machine after some fighting back and forth. Uh, they get a two count and then Colton Gunn pulls the referee off, uh, pulls the referee out of the ring rather. Austin hits a fame asser on Dax, gets only a two count. Uh, Austin, low blows, Dax, right in front of the referee, perhaps looking for a disqualification.
1: Can I ask a question about this? Because this confused me. Yeah. So, was that just because he felt like he was going to lose the belts? Because I thought the whole point of them agreeing to this match was for the purpose of trying to end... FTR's careers in AEW so if it had been a disqualification and FTR won by DQ their careers would stay in AEW right right and so Austin wouldn't be getting what he wanted but was it just like a fear of losing the belts I that made him do that I okay because like I was confused about what was happening it for a minute because it just seemed so surprising
0: yeah it was presented in kind of an odd way yeah. I agree I'm sorry, continue. Um, So the guns hit the 310 to Yuma, their finisher. Uh, Then Colton slid one of the tag team title belts to Austin. So Austin held it up while Dax headbutted it. Uh, Dax didn't know he was going to headbutt it. He didn't see it. Uh, But Austin held it up at the last second while Dax was doing a swan dive headbutt into the ring. Uh, And then Austin covers Dax, gets a two count only. Uh, Cash jumped off the top. Uh, He's grabbed by Colton. Colton wraps him up. Nope. Dax rolls up Austin, gets the pin... And the win, right out of nowhere, just like that. And FTR win the championship. They're the new world tag team champions. This was a pretty good tag team match. Uh, I gave it four bones out of five. FTR win the belt and save their AEW careers.
1: So you left out one of my favorite parts. What? So before Dax gets the headbutt, went onto the belt... First, Colton slides him one of the tag belts, and the ref sees it. He pulls it away from Austin, <laughs> and then walks to the back, like to the opposite side of the ring, to put it out, out of, out of ringside. Mm-hmm. And while that's happening, Colton slides him the other belt, and the ref doesn't see it, and he's able to hide it. And that's mm-hmm. how he's able to hit Dax with it. Yeah. I like, I liked the old switcheroo. It's very, uh, very well done. Very well, very, very good heel move. Oh, yeah. um, yeah, I thought the, the Guns did a great job keeping Cash from making the tag at the beginning of the match. Because, like, he was just getting the tar beaten out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, a great job by both teams for avoiding and reversing finishers for for the good, like, first half of the match, really. Um, and yeah, we got new champs. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Great
0: match, great match.
1: Did you have them winning? FTR?
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I didn't think there was.
1: I thought they were going to lose and go to Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah. I didn't think there, were, there was any way they were losing this one. Yeah. And then Mark Briscoe comes out afterwards to celebrate with them.
1: Which is nice because they came out when he crowned the new tag champs uh, in Ring of in Honor. In Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So yeah, Ring of Honor. Uh, excuse me, FTR win, and we have new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Uh, and we have some matches made for Rampage and some matches made for Bell the Belt. So let me get to those real quick. Uh, on Rampage, FTW champion Hook defends against Ethan Page again. Uh, Anna J faces Julia Hart of the Black of uh, the House of Black. Uh, we have an eight-man tag with the acclaimed teaming up with Angelo Parker and Matt Menard against four men to be named. Uh, Swerve Strickland will have a major announcement on Rampage, and we will have Darby Allen versus Lee Moriarty. At Battle of the Belts 6, which is immediately following Rampage on Friday, Orange Cassidy defends the international championship against Dralistico. Jade Cargill defends her TBS championship against Billy Starks. And the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, put their belts on the line against QT Marshall and Powerhouse Hobbs, the TNT champion. So a lot of stuff coming up in the next week for AEW. As always. Do you know is
1: that is that going to be Drelistico's AEW debut? A battle of the belts. I guess uh, he might have been on Dark, but as far as you know, Ring of uh, Not Ring of Honor, um, Dynamite, and Rampage. Has he been on either of those?
0: As far as I know, I don't think he has.
1: Okay, I didn't think he had either because I think the first first time I had seen him was on Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think uh I don't think he's appeared on AEW TV before. No. Well,
1: cool. That's exciting that we're going to get to see him on that. And guys, don't forget to set your DVRs cuz if you're like us, we forget every year. You have to sit you have to set it to record Battle of the Belts cuz if you just have it to set to record Dynamite and Rampage, it will not record it and you will miss it.
0: Yeah. So, so you got to friendly look for reminder. Battle, battle yeah. of the Belts. And specifically record Battle of the Belts for those three matches. Yeah. Uh well, folks, it's been nice being with you. Uh but we're going to go now. <laughs> it's uh, Ring
1: of Honor time.
0: And yeah. For us at least. We're we're recording this on a on a Thursday. So it's it's almost Ring of Honor time. Um so this is Asa for K-Fabulous, saying goodbye, for No Bones About Wrestling, uh, saying have a nice day, and we will see you for Ring of Honor. Bye.